This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Chris, when his PC works. What's up? And Mark. Hello. So this is episode 102. We took a quick two-week break for the holidays. I hope you gentlemen are all rested and relaxed and reinvigorated to put set the world afire with this podcast. Are you? Are you ready? I was excited. I hit, you know, turned on my laptop and got a Lenovo BIOS update. So I'm like, what? What? I'm like 15 minutes late. Yeah. Well, you're always late, so we've we've come to expect it. Mm. Um. Yeah. So we, Mark and I just just banter while we wait on you. Yeah. Uh. So any any emergencies over Christmas? Any? Did you guys get called in? Did you work? Did you? How was your breaks? Were you able to relax? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I had a very productive. Uh, break. I was able to get a lot of planning and a lot of things done that I just haven't had when when the office is empty. I was able to get a lot done, uh, and we had one little crisis uh, to help out with, but it was not a crisis within my team, so not so bad. Good, Chris. I filed my E Ray for seventies. Did you? Good. I we had two UPSs die. Oh, geez, over break. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you know, huh? Wow. Um, and then uh, our our school district does a big basketball yes, uh, they Christmas do. tournament. They do. Uh, really big deal for our area. A bunch of the surrounding schools come and enter that thing. My school faces off against Josh's school, actually. Yep. Uh, and the precedent is really tech department makes sure that the network is running for the streaming and the radio stations. Uh, and that worked. It was fine. Good. That's good. I can't believe you had two UPSs die. Yeah, and uh, you know those fluke stories where, like, you like the one was at a lower elementary. Um, network admin walks in to do some non-related. I think this UPS is going to die. Work. <laughs> There's no errors in on the front of the UPS. Everything is working and great. Um, and then while he's in the room, it just like literally just died. Like, wow, it is de- dead. That's time. Uh, and we're we're waiting on it's under warranty. Uh, but that's kind of been a deal with UPS warranties with this particular company's been interesting because they do some kind of troubleshooting via uh you know chat and email, but they want to send somebody, but it's like a third party that they kind of send and they reimburse you afterwards, kind of yeah. right. So that's been weird. That's weird. Um, we were it's busy. Fine. It's we, fine. we were busy. We got a couple days off, but, but, uh, that week between Christmas and new year's, uh, we pulled over 25 network cables, I think uh-huh. in our, in our middle school for security cameras. So we were up in the ceiling and, uh, pulling cables. <laughs> we were, at, we were day two or three into it. And, and my guys were working. I had a meeting to go to. So I come back and I end up running into um, a vendor that that the district has used a number of times, and he's the asbestos uh, checker guy. You know, he comes every once in a while and does these asbestos report things, and his company is the one that takes care of abatement. And uh, he was in the building, and we were just kind of chit-chatting, and I leave to go to another meeting. And about an hour later, my guys call me and say, hey, uh, the asbestos guy just shut us down. He said that um, in in this that that in this part of the building that there's asbestos and we need to stay clear of it. So we need to talk to the maintenance director about you know how we get cables in that part of the building. And of course, that's the part of the building that we needed to work on. Like we had done the sure. entire other part of the building. Um, so yeah, that was interesting to work through, and we kind of kick that to the maintenance director and say, "Here, you get to you get to deal with these cables now." When you say we ran cable, I was pulling cable, buddy. Okay. I was filled. My hands were filthy, dirty, and I was a sweaty pig. 
Yeah. And I think we've unpacked this before, but do you still terminate? Oh, Lord, no. Cable? No, I don't. No. I'll pull the Mark? cable on. Mark? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can either of you still do the, like, I can, order? What, what, I can terminate the... a cable. I can say that. But whether or not my team allows me to do that on a production cable, that's a different story. It, can you it, say the white, the white, orange, orange white, or the orange, can you, can orange, you white, orange, that? and then I don't. I'd have to look it up from there. I don't have it committed to memory. Okay. I have more important Mark, things. Mark, what about you? Yeah, those are the those are the colors. <laughs> <laughs> there's a brown. There's a brown white. Those are those are some of the last ones. Yeah. White, yeah. white orange, orange, white, blue, green, white, yeah. brown. Wait, white, orange, orange, white, blue, green, <laughs> white, brown, brown. No. What is it? I, white, I'm orange, very orange. disappointed. I'm not going to tell you. I am not. Yeah. White, yeah. blue, green. We're, we're going to let you suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Feel the well, burn. While, while Chris is doing that. <laughs> white, orange, orange. <laughs> he's Googling it. Look at his eyes. He's He's got a second monitor. Man, I can usually say it. Speaking of Googling things. Yes. The top story I feel like has been over the last few weeks and, and definitely today has been chat GPT. Yeah. And I actually, I might, I don't know if you guys heard it. My phone just went off with a text and it's someone texting me about chat GPT, just getting a $29 billion valuation from a VC company. Jeez. So what are you doing about it? We blocked it. You blocked it. Huh? Yep. We did. Chris? We did too. Okay. Why? Per per teacher request. Per teacher request. Okay. We we saw and it was right at the end of the semester, the week of finals, and it was primarily middle school, high school. Um, on a whim, I got into the filter and did a report on okay, who's hitting open open and we didn't have a whole lot of hits, but we had hits. And I called the high school principal and said, hey, here's the situation. I showed him chat GPT and how easy it was to type in and say, write me an essay. And you could even get as detailed as write me a high school level essay on the Revolutionary War or, you know, pick your topic, whatever, photosynthesis. Um, and he was pretty taken aback by it and uh, asked me to go ahead and, and prevent kids from getting to it. So uh, that was one of the things... It, it's a cool, it is really, really cool. If you haven't played with, with chat GPT, you need to play with it. Uh, I Well, a couple weeks ago when it came out, I, I told you guys I had it write a theme song for the podcast, which Chris was supposed to record with his guitar, but he hasn't. He's still um, working on the colors of the cable. There. He is. Yeah. He's good. I got it. And, and in the, I, I know the colors. It's white, so, orange, orange. <laughs> White, green, blue, white, blue, green, white, brown, brown. <laughs> so, so Josh, when you, so you blocked it, it was more proactive yeah. than reactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we didn't have, obviously it's going to be super hard to confirm a case of cheating with that. There are some websites out there that claim that, that, that you can take the text, paste it into them and it will tell you a, a score or a percentage of likelihood of if that text was written with or generated with chat GPT. Um, so we don't have a confirmed cheating case with it, but we have proof that we did have students going to that site quite frequently, several of them. So, and it was along the timeline of finals. So that was the proactive stance that they did. Chris. Um, yeah. I, I, I talked to a teacher uh, that experienced uh, assignment being due a report being due and they noticed the stylings of the writing had changed Interesting. from previous, oh. and that was how they ended up figuring out this kid had had used that. Yeah, uh, but but it, it was my English teachers at the high school that reached out with a short list of these different AI sites, in particular with, with the one that we're talking about, but asked that they be blocked, um, which is interesting. And I've been watching a bunch of little TikTok videos and different things about the the good and the bad and what do you do with that? And teachers have opinions about that. Cause I, I actually watched one. It was a, it was a teacher that is for it being used mm -hmm. and they were arguing. It was really cool. Actually, the, the, the guy was emailing the tech department because the tech department had blocked it. Uh, and the tech department gave the reasons of why. And then the teacher used 
it to say type can can you type me an email to respond to this email oh wow <laughs> interesting so they were using it to argue with the tech department but he 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 was talking about all you're really doing and this is a good argument the the student that only has the student issued device yeah you you have blocked that for that kid but every but those students that are able to afford a phone or a personal device they are still using this resource they are still yeah. using this tool yeah. Uh, so you've you've kind of messed that up. So he he was giving that approach to it. And that's interesting to think through. I was looking. There's a lot of commentary on Reddit on the K-12 sysadmin thread and even on other teacher threads as well. And it it seems like and I'm not totally well versed in every single comment, but it seems like the general consensus among sex directors is to not block it. But there are a lot of people and, and one person is called this very overblown or alarmist. A lot of more on the education side, the academic side of the house, they're saying, no, we got to block it for intellectual property, for cheating purposes. So seems to be more proactive and, and definitely on the academic side. Um, but a lot of the tech directors are saying, not a lot, but a few have said, hey, we looked at student logs, we looked at login attempts. Very, very few students are even attempting to go to the site. So it I don't know. I, yeah. It'll spread. All it takes is one really popular TikTok video, um, and and more and more people will start using it. Like when when I found it a month or so ago, I told my son about it, and I'm like, if I ever catch you cheating with this, I'll I'll you know there will be repercussions. But look how cool this is, and we and we played with it for a good while. Super cool. It's super yeah. cool. Um, listener Andrew today, he he had it write a PowerShell script, and he's like the script works like you can copy and yep. paste and it and it works wow so and i yeah, i know I, I i watched a thing it was like can you make a write me something in python that makes a circle turn into a sun and rise and it spit junk out and then the guy ran it and it it did the thing that junk so, is called code chris but it's okay so somebody somebody had a really good comparison of like is this where we were 10, 15 years ago when students started to find online calculators. We and we freaked out about like, well, hang on a second. Yep. We can't allow kids to have a Chromebook because they're going to have an online calculator and they're going to cheat in math. Are we five, 10 years from now, we're going to be like, I can't believe we ever blocked chat GPT. I, I think we're, I, I, I would lean that way. I, uh, to a degree. Um, it's like the teacher in elementary. They're like, no, you don't use an ink pen. We only use pencils here. Ink pen is superior to pencil. <laughs> Use the ink pen. Um, I, you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm I, saying? It's a better tool. I, I I understand it is a good tool. I don't know, though, in an instructional environment where you're supposed to be teaching kids how to write an argumentative essay. I don't understand, or right now anyway, I cannot wrap my head around saying ChatGPT is a good tool to go to ChatGPT and say, write me help me write an argumentative essay about gas prices you know pick your topic um i don't understand how that's an instruct the the kids not learning anything from that they're using the tool to create the outcome um and and i, I think that's the yeah, same I, the same argument with with calculators depending at your level you have to master the foundation of multiplication before it's appropriate to use a calculator as a shortcut with multiplication. Does that make sense? Mark, am I getting the education realm right, Mr. Teacher? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That You just summarized teaching to a T. Perfect. <laughs> but I, I, I did have banter with someone uh, with a teacher-like person today talking about if it's a creative writing class, obviously they, they want the kid to write and be right. creative. Yeah. Right. But if, if it's a class... You're you're doing these essays and you're learning about citing resources and 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 going through the research process. This can just be a great tool that is used. And yeah. there's going to be different measurements than like what was the content uh, to go off. That I don't you just this kid off of a tool. I, I don't know that I would accept content from GT GPT in a research paper because. How do you know where it's pulling its information from? Is it pulling valid information that you can cite? 
all you're gonna wikipedia at its beginnings too exactly exactly right well that's that's a big part right it's unsourced you have no idea where this content is coming from so people are really looking at it from a perspective of like this is a great summary tool and this does a really great job but i haven't heard anything about the accuracy of the facts uh i mean i know the people that i've talked to that have asked it to write scripts and simple programs it legit works so from from that aspect of it and and granted programming is to me a little more analytical than an opinion <clears throat> an opinion on a topic yeah. um so that's probably easier and i do know i don't i don't remember what i asked it it was something about a joke i think i asked oh i asked it to tell me the world's funniest joke and it like <laughs> tilt it it wouldn't respond it was like well humor is subjective and blah 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 and it, it it wouldn't give me a response i know that it's continuing to learn and get better at those types of interactions so i don't know if you asked it that now if it would if it would come back with anything um but no, the one that was like uh can you give me a lesson plan for high school students on photosynthesis Right. And it was generic looking. Right. Um, And I sat with one of my buddies is a cross country coach. uh, And he was like, can you tell me how to improve my 20 meter or something? I don't know what I'm talking about. I I haven't ran since fifth grade, Uh, but it listed like six things to do that made sense to him. Again, he said, these are generic things, but far better to read the way that it was presented than like to Google search and you're clicking around on our articles to get that yeah, same information. Yeah, yeah. It was just presented to you. Well, so, there, oh, go ahead. I was going to say there, there is, I, I, I was going through this thread reading like what are other districts doing? And then somebody had chat GBT summarize that thread <laughs> and it's flawless. It's really, perfect. so it's here they are taking a, an active thread of people and then they had ChatGPT summarize that thread, and it's 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 good. Wow! <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good. If you get a chance to check out, you know, K twelve sysadmin the the Reddit thread, there are multiple threads on ChatGPT, and a few people have done this since I first looked. Uh, and they'll write generated by ChatGPT at the bottom, so you can see just how well this thing is doing in in summarizing a an active live thread, and it is good. Well. <laughs> Okay, so to a couple months ago, back when this came out, several of us were playing with it on writing policy, and one of my friends had it, told it, "Write me a password policy," and it it wrote like a four or five paragraph policy on passwords about you know they need to be fifteen characters, blah 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 blah, and he said he he went back and said, "Okay, now now make it mean," and it changed the context of the paragraphs and became snarky and he he wrote back again and said okay make it really mean and it got like you idiot you need to use strong pat like it it was hilarious to to watch it change and and my wife and i did the same thing we told it to write an essay on something i don't remember what it was and then went back and asked it to write it at an at a elementary grade level and it did. It, it went back and changed the language so that it was very generic and very easy to read. And then we said, okay, make it at a at a 10th grade level. And it it did. It, it went back and changed it and, and made it that higher reading level. It, it's unbelievable to watch it happen in real time like that. I Whoa. found this email too. I was, I was... Uh-oh, Mark's, Mark's panicking. What, Mark? As you were describing this, I was like, "Well, the policy development's really fun." So I just went in and wrote write a <laughs> write a policy about using personal devices in a school. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now tell it, it, Mark. Tell it. Tell it. Make it meaner or make it mean, and see what I it mean, changes. I mean, if, hold on. First, just to summarize, it's a longer policy, but it's, it starts with purpose, scope, poli- yes. bulleted policy, yes. and then yeah. an implementation. Okay, make this policy mean. <laughs> so what were you going to say, Chris? <laughs> uh, another teacher talked about how students were doing this. This is at, at, at my school district. Uh, well, there's a, there's, a, there's a Chrome extension called GP True or False. Yeah. And, and you can take this and copy paste it in there. It says you can do like around 50 words. And it, it 
tells you the probability that it was written oh, by cool. a human or not with it. So like she she ran she made one, ran it through that, and it said there was like a point zero two chance that it was written by a human. Wow, so, interesting. We need to share that in the show notes because I had found a couple websites that were doing the same thing that were kind of that GPT detector, if you will. Yep. And, yep. and they were struggling to keep up. Like their websites were having a real hard time. Um, I couldn't get to load half the time. And her, her thing just the same though was this, and this is again, interesting to think through. There's those websites that will paraphrase and rewrite sentences. Sure. So, you know, you do this and you run it through it, you know, you scrub it a little bit and you keep yeah. going and, th and then you, you, maybe you still, you yourself do get in there. Because uh, it, it it was said basically, if you were just reading, she she said if you were just reading this as a teacher, you would think it's solid, like a yeah. solid essay. Yeah. All right, yeah, Mark, I'll put that in there. The uh, GPT GP true or false? Okay. Is the name of the extension. Mark, did it get mean? It well, it didn't understand mean, but I said oh, okay. make make a more strict policy, and it is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> First off, the, the policy has changed. The purpose of this policy is to provide guidelines for the use of personal devices in school. Well, then I when I asked it to make it more strict, it now says provide strict guidelines for the use. Huh. And then it changed everything from saying like cell phones may be used in classroom. Now it says are strictly prohibited on school property unless prior approval has been obtained by school administrator for education. It's perfect. Tell it's it, really good. Ask it to get snarky. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about PDS real quick while Mark's telling GPT to get snarky? Provision Data Solutions is a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. They can help you with all of your networking and firewall needs, including Fortinet. They're big sponsors of the Midwest Tech Talk conferences as well. They'll be at the Security Symposium in March and the Tech Conference in July. Visit MidwestTechTalk.com for information about the conferences. So, Mark, I'm lost. Mark, did it get snarky or no? No, in fact, huh. it, it says I'm unable to make your policy snarky. As a language model, it's not appropriate for me to express sarcasm or irony. So, chat GPT. That has changed. That's changed. It's just it's it's growing feelings. That has definitely changed because I know our the password policy we <laughs> that we were playing with, we were able to tell it to get mean or snarky or something. But this is where it gets crazy. So it says like I'm not it's not appropriate for me to express sarcasm or irony. And it's important that policies are written in a professional and respectful <laughs> manner. So not only is it saying, I'm not going to be snarky, it's also it's saying, wrong. you should not have a snarky policy on devices. This is serious business, Mark. Stop it. So oh, that's hilarious. This wow. Yeah. So wow. Why, are we, why are we blocking this stuff again? That's amazing. I, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe like in 10 years, like you guys said, it's just another tool that once kids have foundational expertise of, of topics that uh, it's a tool they use every day. That's amazing. Mark Mark got admonished by ChatGPT. I, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> ChatGPT was really upset with me for asking for a snarky policy. Uh, Chris, you have a listener email from Pate, our friend Pate. Our friend, dear friend, Pate, says this. Do you allow your students to change the profile picture and or change their display name on their school email accounts? He says that he turned off that ability uh, back in November, uh, but realized that if they had set a profile picture, you had to use GAM to go through and delete the pictures. And now he's just kind of to a place where he's curious what other schools are doing um, or if you've had issues either way of, of that. And what we, we're talking about, if you're in Google Admin, I, I looked this up. If you log into Google Admin, you get to directory users. Uh, if you go to like more options, you get like this profile editing spot and you can check mark what users can edit. Name is on there. Profile pictures on there. Gender and work location are on there. Hmm. So I, think, do you guys do? I think we still allow all of that to be changed. I know we've had one off problems uh, with students changing their profile picture to something inappropriate or violent. And, and we've removed that and the, the admin, the principals 
have uh, addressed that as a discipline issue. Um, but I, th I think we still allow that to happen. I'd have to go look to be sure. Mark? Yeah, we. I think I'm pretty sure we allow photos to be changed. I haven't heard of any abuse of it, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Uh, we do not allow names to be changed because we all of our systems are integrated, so the names are coming in from from other places. So if a student were to change a name, it's just going to change back. So we have that turned off. Um, I did learn though in the display name if you're a Google district. I don't know about Office 365, but Google will actually restrict you from changing the name more than a certain number of times and then we'll lock that name for weeks oh wow so you got to be careful because if somebody changes it to an inappropriate name multiple times and then we'll lock that name and there's nothing you can do to change it so just be careful if you're going to allow that setting to be turned on hmm. interesting we allow profile picture and gender we don't allow name or work location I, I mean, I could see rationale for not allowing name change. And Mark, to your point about Office 365, who uses Office 365? I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. We just, alienated, we just alienated all the Office 365 people. <laughs> and our subscribers have been cut in half. Right oh, now, it'd be like a tenth. From three to one. That That's not half, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pate, thanks for your email. Uh, hope we answered your question. We really didn't. Um, but, yeah, that, that's an interesting topic. I, I could totally see the rationale for not allowing name change. Yeah, we had obnoxious name change before. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's probably like the moment that I made that go away. Yeah. And profile picture, that's the same as what's been said. When we, We've had individual issues before, but that's just like a tech violation individually. Right. No, um, I don't. I, I guess I to unpack that a little further, I try to do that thing, even if, if we're chasing this a little bit, but talking about like, can you change your wallpaper, that kind of junk? Uh, we don't let elementary kids do a lot of those changes at all. As you get older, you get more privileges like that. Hmm. Oh, that's kind. We don't allow it. Mm. We I think we allow wallpaper to be changed, but extensions is where it got insane so we oh did yeah move to, yeah we had to move to a all block um, yeah. and whitelist only because people were people were installing these extensions that like make the cursor turn it into a unicorn all that kind of stuff and it just got <laughs> out of control well and there's and all the dangerous extensions too exactly that was my that was going to be my point you have those extensions that kind of harvest data and run away with it and you don't know where it's going so uh, yeah. yeah, we're we're the same way we we um, block all except for those that are explicitly allowed so that's a conversation we've had on, on a lot of other things too, in terms of like allowing people to install softwares and local admin rights. I mean, moving from a allow staff and students to install what they want to a, it has to go through IT. I know that's where all the cybersecurity stuff is really pushing us. That's a massive hurdle to get over. Nah. No, nah. Sorry. just oh, did okay. it. When, when I arrived at my district, um, they did not have, and this was eight years ago, they did not have Active Directory. It was all local user accounts that have full privilege on every machine. Um, so one of the very first things I did was get Active Directory up and running. And one of after that, the next step was um, standard accounts do not have privilege to install software. There was, there was complaining and gnashing of teeth, um, but it, they got over it. There was only a handful of accounts that had the ability to install anything. And that made it easier for us now that cybersecurity insurance is requiring that. Um, and in Missouri, that is now, as of July, July 1, 2023, that will be the requirement. Um, so your state requires you to restrict? Well, I, I'll say the, the big player in cybersecurity insurance in the state of Missouri uh -huh. is called Music. It's kind of a consortium. That I would say the majority of school districts are in that consortium for that insurance. And as of July 1, 2023, elevated privileges that should only be a few people. It should not wow. be everybody. So, and MFA for those elevated accounts that have that privilege. So it'll be, and MFA for all their email. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. It's a thing. whole thing, Mark. It's You're from Boston. You wouldn't get it. No, I, I wouldn't get it. But that is a really interesting way for state to actually kind of, govern local districts like on a very very minute level is just enforce cybersecurity 
and then have the private companies just take care of the policy stuff for you. Yeah. And it, it's good. We all know it's going to get to a point where these insurance companies aren't going to have cyber as a, as a line anymore because it's gotten too expensive to cover. Um, let's take a break here real quick for another advertiser. Classlink is a sponsor of the show. Visit classlink.com and check out the K-12 section to see how they can help you. My tagline for them is like clever, but better. They do a launch pad of apps and websites, file sharing, rostering, and one sync, multi-factor, different login options and analytics. They can help you and your teachers manage logins and accounts. I'm going to put a link in the podcast description that talks about a school district in Michigan and how ClassLink helped them streamline access and regain instruction time. Check out ClassLink. Let's talk about Fortinet. Or actually, let's talk about what Fortinet is doing with us now. They're, they've given us a question, Chris. Yeah, this is like, I, I, I don't have like a chime, like a... Oh, like this a is like a security music? segment. Yeah, oh, we need a we need a uh, no, 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 no security. We don't need EDM music. No. Yeah. Fortinet, a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. So the couple of things and I'm going to bring up the question of the day. Uh, they have free security awareness training at no cost. Yes. I'm going to put a link to that. I didn't I wasn't aware of that. Josh, you were aware of yeah, that? Yeah, I was aware of that. I follow uh several peep several of their SEs on LinkedIn and one of the guys um one of their SEs I met at Cosin last year. I cannot think of his name right now. I'm trying to look it up on my phone. Um he super awesome guy. He led a session on some of the uh federal regulations that may be coming in the future. Uh, about cybersecurity and on he's he's been talking about this a lot on LinkedIn. Um, their their free cyber awareness training for K twelve school districts. Jeff, his first name is Jeff. Go ahead, Chris. Keep talking. Okay, Jeff, so they have that. Jeff, what? Jennings. Okay. Okay. He's the national uh, uh, national senior sled practice director at Fortinet. They have that going. No cost. They have a phishing component that you can get through Fortinet that has a little bit of cost. Uh, but basically, the Fortinet told us they want us to know and spread the word that they have that stuff going. We, we just mentioned the music insurance requirement stuff. Those things help fulfill one of those music insurance requirements. But the question then with that, speaking about phishing, um, how often do you guys do phishing on your staff? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you and how often do you think you should do it if, if it's not in line with how often you do it? So once a week, once a month, oh. every six months, uh, where do you guys stand and why? And would you like to change anything with that? So <clears throat> I'll go first. Um, with our old program, I didn't have really a good way to spread it out. Like I, I gave it a window of time and it was always a really narrow window of time, like three, four or five days um, with this new tool that that I'm using. I can, I, I set it to more or less a month and I say, use one of these emails from one of these categories. So what I typically do is pick the fish of the week category and it will send one of 60 different templates to each user over that 30 day period. So what I really like about that is that it, it kind of defeats the prairie, prairie dog uh, effect that when your staff figure out what that you're sending out a phishing phishing email, you know, hey, Josh is sending out a phishing email. Hey, Josh. So it's like, you know, prairie dogs popping up in the fields. Um, so it kind of eliminates that because they get random emails and it's spread out over a, a 30 day period. Um, I do it monthly. I think that's probably on that end of closer to too often than than not often enough. I think any more than monthly, I think you would run into a problem of kind of making your users kind of deaf to it all. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. We're, do we're also doing it monthly. And the same thing, it's randomized. Everybody gets a different letter and, or email. And that, that stops the prairie dog effect, as you mentioned. Nope. So, yeah, it's random times. Uh, everybody is just set up that, you know, you're going to hit everybody between the hours of 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. sometime in the next month. Let the record show Mark copied my answer. It did. Chris. Ditto. 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 Yeah, just, just say ditto next time. <laughs> ditto. Um, I'm once a month. 
this is the first school year I've been once a month. I don't do what you guys do. It's been the same email hit to everybody. And I completely hear you and see you. And I think I should do what you guys just said. I think when you do that, when you make that change, you're going to see your hit rate go up. Interesting. I think I believe you. We funny story. A couple of years ago, I sent one out around this time of year towards the end of January about a fake W2 and um, you prairie dog effect. Okay. But I had the, I had the, the dark prairie dog effect. I had a math teacher go out into the hall during passing time and say, Hey guys, they just sent out our W2s. So I I just, I had a bunch of people in that building click the link. Yeah. And he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Brilliant. That's funny. That's brilliant. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know if I would do it. I, I think I like your point, Josh. I don't know if I would do it more than a month. Weekly seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be awful. Just stop, yeah. stop opening and stop reading. It I used stuff. to do it like once or twice a year. And I'm really glad I do it. I feel good about the once a month stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like once or twice a year didn't seem like I was, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't really feel as though I was testing things appropriately. We, so, for the, I was going to say for the last two years, we've started doing fishing campaigns once a year for our students. And so oh, we will, yeah. We will ask. We we want to have the school principal volunteer and be on board with it. So we'll we'll do an outreach and we're only going to do like the middle and high school grade levels. Yeah. And so we will ask. And then at the end, we'll publish the results and show statistics of, you know, what the click rates are for students. It's a really, really fun activity. And that's a good idea kids, too. Kids enjoy it. Yeah. Do you so you allow those kids to receive outside mail? Yeah. There we go. Well, I mean, you do have to whitelist everything to make sure that <laughs> stuff. But but yeah, let's not go down that path. Okay. Um, we know where you stand, Josh. <laughs> I, it's not me. It, it, it was you our don't administra- want career and college ready kids at your school. No, those emails should be taking place <laughs> in personal email accounts. <laughs> Anyway, Fortinet, <laughs> if you need anything from Fortinet, if you want to learn more, uh, they have an email address for us to give Ooh. to you. Ooh. It's Fortinet Podcast at Fortinet.com. Mention us, email them, ask for whatever you're wanting to ask about, but email Fortinet Podcast at Fortinet.com. And Fortinet is F-O-R-T-I-N-E-T, right? Not not Fortinet. It's Fortinet. 40net 40net at Fortinet podcast at Fortinet.com. That's cool. We get our, do we get to check that email address? No, no, that's, I can ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we kind of mentioned E-rate. You filed your four seventies earlier, Chris. Um, we did our big fiber walkthrough back in December. Cause I had had a four seventy out there for doing some fiber, redoing our fiber between our buildings I only got two complete responses uh, for that project. I'm kind of surprised at that. I had one that wasn't a complete response, but I only had two two complete responses. I've um, heard, I, I, I know, and I think we both talked to this company, a lot of companies not seeing the value or maintaining the workers to do these runs. And Yeah, that's part of it. And I, honestly, I kind of wonder, you know, sales companies, MSPs, whatever, are shorter staffed. And E-rate can be a headache. So I w- kind of wonder if, you know, they're not wanting to put that effort into it because of the time suck that it is or can right. be. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just, in- I think this has been an interesting year for E-rate. I'll just put it that way. So you going to pull your own fiber? No, no, we're not <laughs> doing that. No, there's directional boring involved. And now we're not, we're not. Although that would be cool to run, but I don't think they would appreciate me doing that. Um. Let's see. Intrato. So one of the things that happened over the week, uh, Bleeping Computer had a story that Intrato uh, was hit with ransomware back in early December. And the ransomware gang that hit them has now posted some of the data that they exfiltrated on their website. Uh, It was a relatively small exfiltration that's been posted, although they claim to have quite a bit of data. Intrato, if you don't know, is the parent company of School Messenger. And I know a ton of schools use School Messenger to send texts for snow days and phone calls for snow days and 
some they have a school messenger has a product called secure document delivery that allows schools to send report cards to parents through school messenger um, so kind of the worry here with Entrato is okay what data got exfiltrated was it was it strictly corporate data of employees or was there client data or school messenger data that that ended up in that exfiltration so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out if if we really ever find out the real story or the entire story i was telling my superintendent that you know sometimes these things take six nine months before the whole story comes out of what was what was really taken and even then you don't know the whole story until the ransomware gang posts all of the data on their website so um, just be aware that that happened with Entrato if you're a school messenger school messenger customer um, to see how that shakes out. Anything else, guys? No. Teachers came back today. I'm oh, yeah. I am, I'm and tired. Kids. Our teachers but... came back Wednesday. No, today's Thursday, right? Our, we had a flex day. Our teachers had a flex day Tuesday. Everyone came back yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, same. And I'm exhausted. Are you really? Were you teaching? No, no, no. I mean, we didn't, we would, we're watching attendance like a hawk right now. But uh, so How come? far, so, well, we're concerned about, you know, flu and oh. COVID and yeah. RSV and all the other stuff. But so far, so good. So I'm not going to have to go in the classroom. Oh, that's right. There was a district on the East Coast talking about mask mandates again. Um <laughs> That was us. Sorry. Oh, I wasn't sure that you wanted to say that, but uh <laughs> not a not a mandate. Okay, sorry. It was not a mandate. Sorry. Okay. So uh, Chris <laughs> Chris just left apparently. Um I got a little battery, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll uh we'll start to wrap this one up then. I got uh, I got I got the cord. So what are you guys' big goals for the next month or so spring semester? What do you got cooking? I wrote them down. Uh-oh. Let me pull up my Evernote. Speaking of productivity tools. Hey, we did have that on Twitter. Uh, somebody asked us about what our productivity tools are. I use Evernote. I'm a Google Calendar guy. What do you guys use? Paper. I'm a paper guy. All right, Evernote. My, I have a, <clears throat> I have a legal pad next to my phone at my desk, and I write a lot of things down, most everything down. Big fan of Google Keep. Are you? It's my big one. Yeah. I, I love the ability I, to make a shopping list, and then when you get to the store, it it opens up. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yep. I like taking a piece of printer paper. As I sit down in the morning and I make out my list and I love scratching it and scribbling as I accomplish things. Huh. That, that says something about me. I'm yeah. sure it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any. Here's final... my list. You ready oh. for my list? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So district in uh, school improvement plan. Oh, yeah. I made a little note to myself. I want to make a difference in that plan. Um, I want to get a little more involved with our networking, wired and wireless, poke it a little bit more, learn more about our setup and our config and, and stuff like that. That's dangerous. Um, I know. Uh, be a little more in person. Uh, my very first year in the district, I went around to every classroom and visited. I don't get out uh, as much as way back when, and I want to do that more, move around more. Uh, be more involved with MSISAC. I use it, but I could use far more of the resources that it offers. I, I, I need to get some sit down time and time and get more plugged in with that. And then things that have been kicking around for years and years that we just haven't done anything with uh, paper cut or some more printer management kind of bit. I'd like to dabble with that in 2023 uh, background check stuff. Josh used that Raptor. Don't you? Mm -hmm. We do. Uh, that's been kicked around several times. Never gets anywhere. I like to look into that more. Uh, our SROs have been asking for more security cameras. Uh, our bus garage has one or more cameras on buses and some of our older buses. Uh, our doors, key fobs, all that kind of stuff. We use pins on the doors. That's been talked about. So I guess security being a, not, not just cybersecurity, but the physical security stuff. And then 
several times time clocks get brought up. We don't do like online time clocks. We still do pieces of paper. Yeah. Um, and then even stuff as subs, like how we handle our substitutes uh, and do leave requests and stuff. That's something else that keeps getting brought up that I want to try to poke. There's no way I'm going to pull all this off in 2023, but no, I made myself a list of here's the stuff that people keep talking about that gets a little bit of traction and then it doesn't get improved upon. Uh, I'm going to try to knock out these things one by one. You know, it's interesting you bring up MSI SAC. I, I, I'm a proponent of MSI SAC and the services they offer. I subscribe to a number of their free services, but I did email and ask for a bid for one of their paid services, a pen test as part of this cyber grant. That was, I believe back in like early November, I have yet to get a response from anyone. You bashing them right now? It's not a bash. I'm just saying they do great work. They have wonderful services. I, I love their their Black Hole DNS. I The fact that they scan my stuff and I get a report every week. I love it. But getting i i don't know i guess i know i know for a fact their membership has gone through the roof and they are super super busy um but it seems like they need to add some staff or something Mm because the the paid service vertical at least is uh kind of struggling to keep up it seems like interesting so um yeah we got a lot i'm just i'm gonna go ahead and take that off my list then <laughs> good, good idea. I talked you out of it that easily, huh? Or I'll send the email and it's going to be like 2025. Right. Back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we've got a busy year ahead of us. We're, we're, uh, I guess right before Christmas, the day before we left for break, we finalized our infinite campus and I, man, I could make this whole episode. We finalized our infinite campus export and import into campus, all green check marks. We had like uh, 99.5% data accuracy. So super, super thrilled with that. But getting to that point, I, I know we interviewed, what were their names? Charlie, was it Charlie from Infinite Campus? Charlie, yeah. Charlie. And the, the senior vice president from Tyler Information. I can't remember that guy's name. But, you know, the, the glorious promises of, you know, there's going to be an easy button and it's going to be super easy for the data export. And we're we're Sean. pulling Sean. We're pulling back the curtain on the data structure, and it's not going to be a big problem. Oh, it it was it was two weeks straight, two weeks of our sis person and I on the phone with field layouts from campus of what they wanted in these files, and us going through Tyler trying to figure out where the hell these fields were stored. Like it it was. It was awful. And then, great example, the contact field, the household parent uh, table or report, whatever you want to call it. Campus wants those as individual records. Like, they want parent one, parent two as as separate records, separate rows, however you want to think about it. The way it's housed in Tyler is it's a row or a record for the student. So those, those... records the parent one is a field in that record parent two is a field in the same record so what we had to do was i had to run the report with both those parent one parent two and then cut and paste them into new records then i had to do the same thing for the addresses for those people because campus wants the street number as a separate field the street name as a field the street moniker or, you know, drive boulevard lane as a field, the direction like one, two, three, North main street, North as a field. Um, and then of course in Tyler, that's all kept in a single string. So breaking that out was a disaster. Um, yeah, it, it was two weeks straight of data manipulation. It, it was rough, rough. That's episode 85, Tyler Tech, and Infinite Campus interview. Yeah. It was rough. So then, so in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of it, this is great. You will love this. In the middle of it, Tyler reaches out and says, oh, hey, by the way, um, we've got these reports, these canned reports that'll make your export so much easier. It'll, it'll, it's all done automatically for you. I'm like, thank God, because it's been a disaster so far. 
So I went and ran a couple of them and several of the fields, like it was the school state school ID field. Campus is expecting a number, like one of our schools number mm-hmm. is 4020. The export job from Tyler exports the school name in that field. So I contact Tyler support because they've got a special support email address for these exports. So I email the email address and I say, hey, explain the problem. They reply back, said, nope, that's the way they asked for it. That's the way we wrote it. That's right. I said, no, it's not right because it's expecting a number and you're exporting words. That is not right. Nope, that's right. We're not changing it. This was like a month ago. Today, I get the release notes from the most current release of Tyler Sis. Guess what they addressed? I love it. Yeah. So if you're a Tyler Sis customer migrating, be we ready. We just signed our contract. Did you? Uh, this week. Did you? But we won't go till a while. We won't start till like July. So you will have this all worked out. We'll be done in July. Yeah. Our goal is, you know, online online registration, online enrollment, whatever whatever that's called in July, where parents verify their demographic information and address and all that stuff. That will be done in campus. So we'll see. And I'll be in Alaska half of that month. Um anything. Hey, else? what's the we got a conference coming up? Illinois. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Plug it. It is the Secure Ed Schools K-12 Data Privacy and Cybersecurity Conference. Uh, January 18th and 19th, we are presenting a session. I'm going to tweet that out. But the three of us hanging out, we're going to talk about ransomware, the top 10 things we've learned uh, from the ransomware interviews we've been doing. Yeah, that'll be fun. We've yeah. learned we've learned a couple things. Should be swell. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We had Chat GBT write the entire presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Good throw, Mark. Throw throwback, Mark. I swear I'm not drinking tonight. I'm taking a dry January. So if you notice a difference in me this month, it's because I'm taking a dry January. Mark is uh, rubbing it in my face by chugging a beer right now. Um, so yeah, we uh, Mark used Chat GPT to write the presentation. That's a great throwback to the beginning of the episode <laughs> on that note let's wrap it up for tonight gentlemen any closing thoughts we are k12 tech talk oh no no we Good. left it in 22 we left it's, it in 2022 uh, oh, uh, no, uh, no, that was part of the notes remember <laughs> he's so disappointed <laughs> all right guys thanks shares oh we haven't mentioned that share us with your friends uh that's how we continue to grow uh, we are uh, we will post in the K12 subreddit on uh, on Reddit the K12 sysadmin subreddit. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Twitter, or... LinkedIn. Buy our merch. We got new shirts and hoodies. I'm working on some cups. The cups look hilarious, by the way. The cups look really funny. Anyway, so all right. Thanks for listening. That was episode 102. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.